0: Live from Indianapolis, this is continuing coverage of the 2022 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio.
1: Coming off the top rope after the tag in, I'm Dale Lally here with Wesley Euler. Takeover from Matt Williamson. Our Combine coverage is presented by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC and Wes, it's all happening. It's all all happening. It's like almost famous when they show up
2: in New York and it's all happening. It's all happening. The first couple days here, we actually have to do some work in terms of procuring topics. Yes. But once we get into the week, in a lot of ways, they're kind of spoon fed to us.
1: They, they are. Things are happening and you're starting to see measurements. Last night we saw the the, the running and testing on the field and who looked good, who didn't look good. Um, you know, just watching the quarterbacks throw from afar. Yeah. Um, Really impressed with with yeah. the, the way the ball comes out of Malik Willis's oh, hand. Not that I was surprised by that. He did the same thing at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, couple throws last
2: night that were just dynamite. It, it, it's
1: like shot out of a cannon. Yeah. Um, I thought Pickett threw the ball well. I thought Ritter threw the ball well. Uh, Carson Strong not as much. Nope. Um, he, I don't know if it was nerves, but he he struggled on some of his shorter throws, the slants and things of that nature the low throws. Um. Zappy,
2: it, I thought struggled a little bit too. He's got that weird throwing. Yeah. motion. it's like
1: a little Philip Rivers little like A Little Rivers. Uh, kind of has to wind up the throw. It. I know. I know. You know. I know Max Starks likes him. I'm not quite as enamored. Um, he looks to me like a career backup type. Right. He may be in the league for 10 years. Sure. Sure. And good for him. Uh, you know that that's great. Uh, I just don't know that he's a starting quality quarterback, despite all the yards and, you know, all He kind of reminds me of the guy. You know, we. When the, when the air raid stuff all started happening you know, 20 years ago, um, you, you saw a lot of these guys come out. And oh, like, yeah. Well, he, he had 7,000 passers. Yeah. and the yeah. And it didn't work out, and so everybody got it, it in their minds. Because you run that offense because you don't have the talent to keep up with the other team. You, like can, you, you
2: can't beat them in the trenches, so you got to beat them right. on so the outside. Beat,
1: he, that's Rich Rodriguez. Rich came, Rod, yeah, baby. Came up with all that stuff. And then that's why he kind of failed – at Michigan like you run that because don't you're not getting the top rated recruits correct now you're at Michigan Now you're getting, getting the top four rated and 5 sc- stars yeah. <laughs> trying to you know no you got the power to beat these guys up front yeah. just just do that yeah you know it, it's, it's uh, so many times is these coaches uh, system we got to run my system and my system works and that's why you see so many college coaches come to the NFL and, and fail and fail you've got better talent 100%. you don't need to do that stuff
2: right you know you don't you don't have to and i don't know if this is the right word but it doesn't have to be gimmicky yeah they, they, they can have a good idea of what you're doing, and you can still have success. The NFL
1: is more about the Jimmys and Joes than exactly. the X's and O's.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you I, either
1: have them or you don't. You know. Yes.
2: And I, I think, too, you know, I, I hesitate to say this because you, you can't say anything nice about Bill Belichick or that franchise up in New England on this radio station without getting some nasty tweets. But that's one of the things that I've always admired about Bill Belichick is his identity has always been attacking yours. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't say we have to play a certain way. They've had years where they've aired the ball out and threw 100 touchdown passes to Randy Moss. They've had years where they ground and pound and use the tight ends. They win a lot of different ways. And that's what you've got to be able to do. You can't be hard headed about
1: it. Yeah, you always have to assess as a coach. And I, I do this, I still coach baseball and, you know, that kind of stuff. And you always have to look at your team's strengths and weaknesses. Okay, what can we do? All right, we're a home run hitting team. We're gonna okay. That's what we're gonna do. We going to mm-hmm. we're know, have
2: power in the lineup.
1: We got we got great pitching and you know defense. That's what we're we're gonna play. Th- you know, two to one games. Right. Um. Uh, you know, if if we've got speed, we're gonna run a lot. Play a little small. I'm not gonna take a bunch of a big lumbering 220 pound kids asking to say, steal bases. Yeah, we're gonna just go because we steal bases. That's what we do. And then we're gonna do it. and We're gonna get thrown out 87 percent of the time. Right. And people are gonna go, "What the hell are
2: you doing?" If you don't have Steph. Uh Curry and Clay Thompson, you better not be shooting fifty three again. You're not chucking up threes again. Yeah. yeah. So I mean,
1: that's that's all. That's coaching. It, it's not you know the system. Now, you know that being said, you, you know you mentioned Belichick. Well, he does out and get guys oh, yeah. who are the amoebas types for his system. That's what he does. Guys who can do different things like that. So it is. It's still player based. Two years ago, when he didn't have the players, right? It wasn't pretty. It was not pretty. Yeah. You know, Yes, he could coach in maybe another win or two out of that roster. I
2: got seven wins out yeah. of that roster.
1: But, you know, if, if he had a more talented roster, you know, then he's
2: You're nine and seven instead of seven or and nine, ten and ten yeah. and yeah. six.
1: Yeah. and that's just the reality of the situation. The NFL is is a talent driven league. It's yes. just, it always has been. You know, you either have the guys or you don't. Bengals a perfect example mm-hmm. of this, you know. That they they, they they were a good team two years ago. They dramatically changed their roster. They get the quarterback. They add the, the, the star-wide receiver to it. All of a sudden, they're a good team. Yeah, Shocking.
2: And college football is going a lot in that direction, too, Dale, where if you're Cincinnati, you can have a great year, but when you run into an Alabama or a Georgia who's too deep everywhere yeah. and, and, and you, just don't, have, every, you yeah. just don't have the horses and the depth to run with them, It's it feels like it's becoming a, a little more Jimmy's and Joe's. Yeah, the, the Sabins and the, you know, the guys are always going to have their, their leg up, but – it's it's so much about that that too deep and, and just being able to wear teams down.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and and so I know we, we saw the wide receivers get yep. out and run last night. That was fun. Boy, did they run! Uh,
2: so some of these numbers have, have changed. Yeah, uh, there's, since there's, last a, there's night, a, right? what
1: they that what they show on TV and then the official result. They look at the you know they have trackers on these guys and everything. Right. Right. Uh, I know we were talking about that last on night. their shoulders, on the shoulders. Yeah. yeah. But you still saw. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight guys break four four. Wow! Uh, another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten other guys. So eighteen guys were under four five at the wide receiver position. That's that's a huge influx of speed. That's blazing. And this is a lot of these guys are the top names. I mean, you. Okay, Taquan Thornton from Baylor. I'm sure you're familiar with four yep. uh, four two eight eight officially torched WVU yeah. secondary he a, this year. Well, he runs a four 2 eight. I would hope you know that you're not going to you're not a to that run that uh, consistently. Uh, Vellis Jones out of Tennessee, a four three one. Uh, he's a he's an interesting guy because he's going to turn twenty five. He's one of those six year guys. One of those six got yeah. the red
2: shirt year and then the COVID year. Yeah, so
1: he's going to be twenty five before training camp opens this year, I believe. So you're looking at him if you take a guy like that because he's more of a day three type prospect. But right. maybe he ran himself into a right. day two, you know, late late day two consideration. Um, you're probably only gonna get one contract out of him. Right. You know. So. And we
2: know the Steelers like those two contract guys.
1: Right. Uh, Calvin Austin out of Memphis, uh, the little jitterbug. Yep. Four, three, two. I mean. Twitchy. Very twitchy. Uh, and came in a little, uh, a little heavier than, than I think people and bigger than people. I was seeing things like, well, maybe he'll be five, seven and 165 pounds. And he actually came in at five, eight, one, seven. So he's, a, and still at, at one seven, he was still able to run, you know, in the low four threes. That's outstanding right. for that, him. That's impressive. 39 inch vertical jump. Uh,
2: you know, just These guys, uh, it's wide receivers now, like the wide receivers and the edge rushers. I feel like these guys are just visiting from it's another it's planet. Where it's where college football is going. It's you know? insane.
1: Yeah, uh, if you look at, at Thornton, um, you know he's he's a guy that has a size. That's why it's so six two one eighty one. You know, had the the uh, 4.28, uh, 40 yard dash, thirty six and a half inch vertical. So there's some athletic traits there that uh, you, you look at. I'm, I'm looking here at Lance Zierline's uh, analysis of him on uh, NFL dot com and his uh, his comp is taekwon underwood um you know uh, he's th- this guy can fly um uh, I mean, yep. he's gonna give you a speed element like in the old days he would have been better, no matter what <laughs> first round pick and he still might be because they need that speed element yep. at some point without rugs yeah. now. Yeah. yeah i mean he's a guy that could take the top off of a defense uh you know, it feels, Danny, like, Danny feels like Gr- those
2: guys are going to be available throughout this process yeah
1: Danny Gray out of SMU is another one. He was he was everybody's leader going into this thing. About is he, is he going to be the guy who who breaks the or leads this this group in in forty yard dash time? Well, he was he was a four three three. He's more of a slot guy, but again a foot one hundred eighty six pound slot, so a little bit bigger. Uh, but he's got shorter arms. Um, you know, his comp is Demarcus Robinson um, by, by zero. And so that's you know that, that's a guy who's still playing yeah. you know in yeah. the league doing, doing some things. This guy, Bo Melton, uh, out of Rutgers, is a guy uh that caught my eye during the season. Um it might be a, a nice fit in the in the Canada, Matt Canada yeah. type offense. Uh ran the ball a lot at Rutgers. They didn't have a great quarterback situation. So they were just trying to find ways to get the the ball and move this the guy's, ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh 5'11, 189. Um, ran a 434, 38 inch vertical. Um, again, he has has that ability to uh to run the ball. Um was a gunner on their special teams units. I mean, this is a guy you could probably get in day three at some point. Yeah. And he's gonna make your roster and he's gonna be lightning in a bottle as a as a he, he's a he's a souped up version of Ray Ray Cloud.
2: I was just thinking if he if he's your Ray Ray replacement and bigger, and, and, bigger and, yeah. and more cost effective probably depending on where you get him. And that's it feels like that's kind of becoming the the move, the way with wide receivers yeah. is draft them develop them and then maybe a lot of times you have to make the hard decision to let them walk whenever it's time to get the big money knowing that you'll get the comp picks, you can replace these guys because there's there's just there's a handful of capable wide receivers now coming out every single year.
1: Yeah, uh Christian Wallace out of uh or Watson out of North Dakota State, yep, was a guy that showed up at the senior bowl and and you know, you look at him, he's got the he's got the C64, 205, he's a, he's a bigger dude. Uh, but he ran a 4.36. Jeez. I mean, just a, a big, fast kind of. That's freakish. When, when, I, saw, that's when freakish. I saw him, I thought, Martavis Bryant. Yeah. You yeah. know, great comp. Um, he's got that same, similar body build and can fly, just run past defenders. He has the height as well, too. You know, then you had two of the top guys. None of those guys there are considered first round type guys or even, maybe even second round type guys. But these next two guys are Garrett Wilson yes. and Chris Olave out of yes. Ohio State. And they ran 4.38 and 4.39. Jeez. How do you, you know, first rounders, they're both first rounders. Yep. They both played at Ohio State. Like, uh, you know, how are you defending that? Uh, that? It's no wonder they were scoring 50 points a game. Like, right. Just get the ball in these guys' hands and let them beat everyone. Just go go get it. And with a really good quarterback there in Columbus yeah. as well, too. Uh, Sky Moore. We talked about him a lot this week. Shady side of Cap he Really helped it. People thought it well. We ran a 4-4-1 officially. That's plenty fast enough yeah. He
2: he has earned himself a couple couple M's on that paycheck I think Dale. He he feels like a a second round guy for sure.
1: Yeah and and did well in the all the ancillary stuff yeah. you know. Um so you know he's I I think he I think he really helped himself here in well, maybe helped him out of the Steelers. Out of the
2: Steelers' range, yeah, I know. Um, you know, what we need is we need Mike Tomlin and the Tomlin family to leak some of those. uh well, you know, when he came over to our house for <laughs> spaghetti dinner, high school football, he was really rude. Yeah, he wasn't. Right. He wasn't a John. No character issues with that guy.
1: Yeah, John Dotson out of Penn State ran a four. He's another intriguing one. Another potential first round guy. Uh, another guy that I like. Uh, maybe a second. Guy at Boise State mm-hmm. uh, ran a three. He's he's a, another one of these six-one type receivers that. That can run on the outside. I mean, just so many guys. George Pickens out of uh, Georgia mm-hmm. ran faster. I think everybody looked at George Pickens. Well, he's just kind of a guy because that's how they used him at Georgia. And he ran a four four seven. Then, yeah, that's plenty fast enough yes. to you know to to run by some to, guys to, in to get on the outside and yeah. make some plays. Yeah. wandell Robinson from uh from Kentucky's another one of those uh, slide guys that um you know ran well. uh I don't, I don't know where they're getting these guys. Again, five eight one seventy eight. So he's a little more thick, uh, you know, at that size, uh, but again, a 4 4 40 you know, is, is a jitterbug type. You know, these are guys that, uh, you know, you look at and you can find ways to get the ball in their hands, and then the last uh, couple guys under the, or under the 4-5 range were Braylon Sanders out of Mississippi, who just, I think he caught like 105 passes last year. Uh, very but, productive. Yeah, very productive. Very
2: productive with, uh, in that offense with Lane Kiffin and, yeah. with, and
1: with Matt Coral. And then Jalen Tolbert out of uh, out of South Alabama, who was actually at his home field at the senior bowl. So everything was was very you know That's he, right. he was right. very familiar with everything down there. And you're looking at a day two guy probably there, uh maybe early second round. 449, 30 inch vertical, one ninety-four. Well put together wide receiver, uh and you know, looks like a guy uh his his comp here by zero line is Marvin Jones. Okay. So, you know, a guy who has some decent size, some speed and uh, has, has been a, you know, around the, the NFL a long, long, long time.
2: You know, I, I think this should be encouraging for Steelers fans that are listening right now, Dale, or if you're catching this in the SNR loop later on or in podcast form, whatever. We know the Steelers have a lot of different areas that need addressed. And again, wide receiver, when you've only got two on the roster, that's obviously right. one of them. What you need are some position groups that are are deep enough that you don't have to worry about them at the top of the draft, but that you're still going to be comfortable with guys who can come in and have an impact and produce. Th- this feels like a, a really good receiver group for that. That you're going to be able to find a guy later who's going to be able to have an impact. There yeah, well.
1: there's good depth. There's great depth. There's, yeah. 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 I don't know that there's necessarily the quote unquote star. There's not the Jamar
2: Chase. Yeah, there's
1: not that guy. Um, but you know, once you start to get into the middle of that first round which is of course where the Steelers are that's when those these guys are going to start
2: hey and that's where off the board that's here that's where Justin Jefferson was drafted yep. a couple years ago you you can get very talented people in that area
1: absolutely and that's uh, i think that's why you know you see the Steelers talking to some of these guys that uh you know they they had sitting with Garrett they had him with Johan Dotson yep. like okay if we're sitting there at 20 and there's and they're still there these guys are potential you know I, I'm all for it. Matt and I have talked about this now for a couple of months, wide receiver need, because you've only got two, and like the Bengals did. Yep, um, it's a passing you know, league. It, it is a passing league, and so you know I, I would be all for them potentially. Hey, if that's the pick, that's the pick. I,
2: I'm with you on that, and I think that there's a a better possibility than most would think. in wide
1: receiver, when you start going out to get them in, in, in oh, uh, free agency.
2: Certain people talk about, I think you should sign Allen Robinson. How much money he's going to cost? Yeah, I mean twenty million dollars a year.
1: At least fifteen to twenty. Yeah, yes. you know people are going crazy. They can't. They can't give Byers report out there that he wants fifteen he million dollars yeah. a year. That's the going rate for that's, a guy who's coming off a Pro Bowl season. That's it. That's the going rate for a wide receiver. He'd
2: get more than fifteen on the open market, I bet you. Yeah, or right. at least he'd be able to get that pretty easily on the open. But market. But the one
1: thing that drives that down, which is I think what Juju Smith Schuster found out last year is the idea that teams are now looking at these, like the last three or four years, the wide receiver group so coming good. in, so everybody's saying, do we want to pay for this, or do we want to just draft one of these guys?
2: Let him walk, get the comp pick, draft another draft one. Draft another one. He's more the next four years.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I
2: think that's, real, it's, it's like you said, it's already started to happen. Give it another two, three, four years. I think that's really what we're going to start to see with wide receivers.
1: Yeah, I agree, and it's it is a position where these guys can play well, into even that second and third contract, yeah. um, you know, we've seen that. But, man, it's expensive to, to live in that neighborhood. Absolutely.
2: Sure. Wide receiver is one of those positions that, you know, free agency, it's a, it's a tough place to find them because you're you're going to be paying a pretty penny. A pretty penny. Pretty, pretty penny. <laughs> he
1: is Wesley Euler. I'm Dale Lally. Our combine coverage is presented by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with the live coverage here from the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis right after this.
0: Learn how S&T Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com, member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by J.D. Power. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Live from Indianapolis, this is continuing coverage of the 2022 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio.
1: Welcome back. I'm Dale Lange here uh, with Wesley Euler here at the NFL Scouting Combine. Our combine coverage is presented by First National Bank. Let's get started. A member FDIC. And uh, we're joined now by uh, Alan Saunders of uh, Pittsburgh Sports Now. Alan's been uh, here at the combine uh, uh, several years now, right? Uh, you,
3: yeah, I think my first year was uh, seventeen. I think. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I, I know you, and you also stay up a lot on the on the pit guys, and of course uh, everybody watching. What happened with uh, Pickett yesterday with the
3: hand size? And then I thought he had a good workout. You thought he looked like the best of the quarterbacks in the workout to me. And that wasn't really that surprising to me, but I thought he looked really good.
1: Yeah. Uh, did you listen in on much of the defensive line talk this morning?
3: Uh, who who stood out in that? I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't around. I wasn't like moving in and out a lot. But I, I thought, you know, the fact that they're going to meet with Jordan Davis with a formal interview is because he's a, you know, they've talked about that position and how yeah. they think it's a two down position. And that kind of minimizes it to me. That's a guy that if you're going to take him, it's going to be a first round pick. So the fact that they're even kind of considering that as a serious option says something to me that they think nose tackle, D tackle, whatever is a significant need is something they need to look into anyway well defense would suggest it was <laughs> yeah. yeah and there's uncertainty there i mean when nobody knows what's happening with stefan to uh tyson lulu is, is coming back but you know he's getting up there cam hayward is not a young guy either they have some nice depth on the defensive line but i don't think they have someone that they view as you know some kind of like future guy and that is a position where Cam Hayward didn't come in Hayward in year one. You have well, that's to... the
1: way they used to do it. When when John Mitchell was, they would they would groom guys, mm-hmm. and it took you know a year or two. Aaron Smith and Brett Keel, and Brett Keel. and these guys took time because Mitch wasn't going to play them if they didn't you know do things the way Mitch
3: wanted them to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's a position where you need to draft a year ahead of your needs. Yeah. You, you can't say, oh, we need a starting nose tackle or defensive end right now and draft him right now and expect. That to work really well, so I do think that is a future need for them for sure. And they're talking to a notable; they must think it's a, a big one. There's been a lot of talk about you know D
2: line down year for the class. Y- you agree with that? Is it does it feel like a you know if, if you're going to go interior the defensive line here that it has to be first round and there's not much value elsewhere, or is that just more so
3: you know some storylines that we drum? I wasn't super impressed with with what I saw at the Senior Bowl from from the interior guys there. So I mean, there's some underclassmen here that might be a little bit more interesting, but yeah, I, I kind of agree. I don't think there's a ton of guys, especially compared to some to the edge guys, to yes. the to the linebackers, to the corners, and the receivers. Oh, my, I mean, what we saw last night. But I thought even before they all ran that this is a really, really deep receiver class. So compared to some of their other places, they have needs. Yeah, I think D line is is a place where earlier is probably better.
1: Yeah, I, I the one guy who caught my eye at the. Uh... Senior Bowl was uh, Travis Jones out of uh, UConn. I, I think he's yeah. kind of that second round type guy. You know, Jordan Davis is the first round nose tackle. There's a definite pecking order at that nose tackle position. It just depends on, again, as you mentioned, the value. Do you value that guy as a as a two or th- is he is he a two down guy or can he be that three down guy that you know gives you a little something in the pass rush?
3: The other guy that I think is interesting there is Perry Winfrey from Oklahoma, yeah. and it. it You know, the question is, he's a three-down player. Can he be a nose tackle in the NFL is is the question the other direction, but also probably a day two kind of guy that that could fit in that that option as well.
2: Alan Saunders, Pittsburgh Sports Now with us here on Radio Row. You mentioned the wide receiver group. You know, Dale and I were, were having a conversation earlier. It feels like... Every year, there, there's, there's such a great crop of these guys. And, and yeah, obviously the first-rounders you know, from the Jamar Chases and the Justin Jeffersons, but a lot of value on day two and even into day three. You look at it from the scope of the Steelers, only two guys under contract right now. Is that kind of the, the future wave? It feels like draft the receiver, they can come in right away, you get them cost-effective for four years, then you let them walk, you get the comp pick, and you kind of wash, rinse, repeat that process.
3: Well, I think it has to be when you're paying a lot of money for your quarterback. I don't think you can pay a big quarterback salary and then also justify big wide receiver salaries at the same time i think that's why the steelers have kind of done what they've done they've really had one wide receiver where they kind of said okay we're gonna pay the guy and everybody else kind of has to be sure. the rotating door but that's gonna change for them going forward you know they're they don't have that big quarterback salary so maybe they will change that i don't know but i think it's really hard to say If you're going to justify spending twenty, thirty million dollars on a quarterback, that you also then have to have a couple of ten million dollar wide receivers to go with them, I just don't think that makes sense. And the Steelers have been so good at finding receivers in the draft that it really doesn't make sense for them. You know, know what you're good at. They're they're one of the best wide receiver scouting teams in the NFL. They've had a lot of draft success. So yeah, why not keep going back to that path if if it's working for you?
1: Yeah, it's 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 certainly something that uh, you know is an interesting dynamic. They they. They haven't gotten themselves into this situation, though, where they've just got two under contract. You know, they had always, for the last decade, it seems like they drafted one every year and had somebody in the
2: pipeline. Again, a year ahead of time. This year, they didn't do that. This past
1: season, they didn't do that. They had other needs that they had to address, brought back Juju Smith Schuster. Um, You know, but you look at it, you've got Juju Smith Schuster, unrestricted free agent, James Washington, unrestricted free agent. Both of those guys were second round picks. You know, and then you look at at, at Ray Ray McCloud as as a, as a uh, un, you know a guy who's headed to unrestricted free agency as well. Um, you know, so you're left with Chase Clay, Deontay Johnson again, that second, third round type guy. Deontay Johnson was the first pick of the third round, essentially a second round draft pick. Um, that just seems to me to to scream that's where they might look to go again in that mission this year. And man, this this draft is loaded with those kind of guys, including uh, one Sky Moore. Uh, who did really well yesterday in the uh, workouts.
3: I think if they won him, that would have to be where they'd have to take him because I don't think he'll get to where they are in the third round. Yeah, I don't but think that, so either. That I thought maybe the third round was an option until he put up a very impressive workout yesterday and, and great for him. Obviously, local kid from Shadyside Academy and, and grew up in the New Kensington area. But, uh, yeah, I think it, it'd have to be the second round. I, I have a hard time. They have so many needs. And they've been so good at drafting receiver, and it's a really deep receiver class. I just don't know if they can say at 52 that even if it's the best player available, and and Moore or someone like that, uh, Christian Watson uh, had another really impressive day, and and uh, Jahan Dotson uh, somewhere in that re- uh, region as well. But I don't know if they, you know they're going to fill one need with that first round pick. They're going to have a third round pick. I think it depends on where they go in free agency. If they yeah. can fill some of these other spots in free agency, they can shore up strong safety, at least one of the corner spots, you know, maybe do something with the offensive line. Then I think wide receiver in the second round becomes a lot more realistic. Obviously, we'll know more about the quarterback position once free agency plays out here before we get to the
2: draft. A lot of names being mentioned around the Steelers. Does it feel inevitable to you that they will sign somebody, or, or might they leave this uh, to late April when the draft rolls around?
3: I kind of think that they, they will sign somebody or, or acquire somebody somehow. That's sort of been Kevin Colbert's MO a lot of the time when he's been able to. When he's known he's come into the offseason with a needed a position, he's gone out and at least gotten someone that he feels like can play the position if the way they want or they're not able to get or the draft pick they end up taking doesn't work out the way they hope that they have someone now have mason rudolph and he's talked up mason rudolph and maybe he thinks that mason rudolph can be that guy and they don't have to bring somebody in but i don't think would hear so many people talking about the steelers connected to so many other quarterbacks if they were just not interested in them right? right so you know i think they will bring you know the one that really like with the year they drafted devin even though they traded up to get Devin Bush in the first round, and made a really aggressive draft move. They had signed Mark Barron earlier in the offseason as a free agent to shore up that position, just in case things didn't go the way they wanted to sure. in the draft. So, smaller move, somebody somewhere, whether that's a, a big time free agent or a, a smaller move, I don't know, but I, I expect them to add at least one quarterback before we get to the draft.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's when I asked uh, when we when we talked to Kevin Colbert last week. Um, you know, is do you foresee this being a two competition a three man competition and he said you know look if we if we spend the money to go get a quarter anybody at any position really um we're probably out of the market for that in the draft i honestly if they if they go acquire a quarterback whether that be via trade whether that be in free agency i think they're out of the quarter the rookie quarterback class with a high pick you know, they're going to go to camp with four and a what unless say malik willis would happen to fall to 20 and then all of a sudden all bets are off you know
3: yeah i think <laughs> i don't think that's going to happen i don't think that's going to happen but i think if, if Pickett or willis would happen to be there or even it appears that they're going to get to where the new orleans saints pick at 18 because really between washington at 11 and new orleans at 18 there's not a lot there's of no teams quarterback need. that they're are gonna be quarterback needy so if, so if one of those two guys gets past washington i could point saying oh well what do we need to do to get ahead of new Orleans? And get one of those two guys. Get one of those Eagles picks. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really enamored with any of the options beyond those guys at, at 20. Really, maybe if they wanted to trade back and get a quarterback in the second round. Desmond Ritters had a really yeah, nice week, week yeah. here, um, and, and really impressed and he has bands which is of course all that matters Apparently that's yeah, that's, you know, that's he, just the end of it he
1: did also run a 4-5-2, which that uh, helps too that helps too and th- threw the ball pretty well but uh, our guest has been uh, alan saunders from uh, pittsburgh sports now we appreciate him stopping by here he's got to get to work got lots of writing to do uh over there but our combine coverage is presented by first national bank let's get started member fdi I'm Dale Lally here with Wes Euler. We are uh, taking you up to the four o'clock hour today. Matt Williamson will be dropping in here a little bit later, uh, but we're going to take a break live from the Steelers uh, table here at the NFL Scouting Combine. We'll be back with more right after this.
0: Live from Indianapolis, this is continuing coverage of the 2022 NFL. On Steelers Nation Radio.
1: Our Combine coverage is presented by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDI, I am Dale Lolly here with Wesley Euler. We are live at the Indiana Convention Center here, uh, where all the uh, workouts and interviews and things are, of that nature are going on. And uh, we just had uh, Alan Saunders on from now, uh, mentioning that the Steelers talked to Jordan Davis with a formal interview. Again, you only get so many of those. And that one's intriguing. Um, you know, I, I did a mock draft, uh, my, my last mock draft before coming to, to Indianapolis here on DKPittsburghs.com, And I had the Steelers in the first round taking Jordan Davis. Hmm. Um, and people said, well, he's only a two down player. Um, I think he can push the pocket enough. Here's the thing with the, with the way the Steelers are now built. So you got TJ watt pretty good, pretty good pass rusher. You got cam Hayward. Pretty good, pretty good pass rusher. You got Alex Highsmith, who I think will have an even better He's year. Into year his own, year yeah. three as a pass rusher, and you know, as as Kevin Colbert told us the other day, Stefan Tuitt wants to come back as an
2: expressed an uh, expressed a desire to play football. Yes, in wants to come back what, and play. He said,
1: yeah. uh, "Welcome him back with open arms." I think the Steelers would. Um, maybe they ask him to take a slight pay cut or something of that nature to kind of offset some things and allow them to do some other things and then, hey. It's a it would be an act of good faith mm-hmm. I think. Uh mm-hmm. you know, maybe on on to his part, you know, the Steelers did the did him right in twenty twenty one and paid him um for the entire season, um, uh, knowing that he probably wasn't gonna play. Um uh, so now you've got you've got those those four pass rushers. Tyson Alualu, not a bad pass rusher. No. Chris Wormley showed some some pass rush some flashes, yeah. And
2: I think especially if you're asking him to do it out of the bullpen yeah, as, opposed right. as opposed to be as opposed your, to being starting your starting
1: pitcher. pitcher where you're going to get, You'll four, get much more you're from only them. going to get four or five innings out of him. Right. You know he's not the innings eater right. but he's you know he, if you limit the innings he's a he's a middle guy or a setup yep. guy then
2: that it works. third yeah. quarter, fourth quarter when he's still fresh and
1: so you could find ways to work Jordan Davis into oh, that yeah. to just say hey Jordan you're gonna take to on go two. Cam's getting doubled every time here. Some
2: Casey Hampton. We want you vibes. to start ta- start yeah. taking
1: that guard, that left guard, and just shoving him back into the backfield. And you know, all of a sudden now they're gonna to have to start. Wor- we can't have this guy shoving somebody into our quarterback's right. lap, right? You know, so that works too. You know, you don't have to be this. Ooh, I'm gonna beat the guy off the line of scrimmage and get to the quarterback. Um, in fact, you know, if you look at Cam Hayward, he might be the best bull rusher. In the NFL,
2: he's certainly at the top of the. I list. mean, he
1: just goes straight through guys. Yes, uh, you know if Jordan Davis can learn that from that guy, uh, then then you got something. Nice here. succession plan in yeah. a way.
2: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and that is like we all know. That's that's something that they've really lacked, and and, and losing Alu Alu into it. I mean, playing what it was just a couple quarters played, of football. They combined played a combined five quarters. Five, last five year. quarters of football. That's you're always going to struggle in that department. But the run defense, I mean, it was dead last in the NFL. Yeah. You, you've you got to, I think, you can't, let's put it this way. You can't put all your baskets just in, or all your baskets, all your eggs in the basket. You can't put of, all your baskets in the eggs. You either. can't put your baskets in the <laughs> eggs. That would be difficult. Don't try that on Easter, kids. You can't put all your eggs in the basket of, oh, well, Tyson's coming back. Yeah. We think too. It's coming
1: back. The Tyson's thirty-five. Be it's twenty-nine. Too. It just skipped Hayward's a year 32. of football. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And and God forbid injuries as well too. We know. I, it's the I, National I and like Isaiah League. Loudermilk
1: as is a potential. You know, as a as a developmental guy, and he, he obviously you know last year was supposed to be presumably a, a, a you know have a him red on, shirt year. Yeah, on scholarship, and that didn't work out. And people were, all of a sudden he's you know well he needs to play. Well, okay, he still wasn't ready yet to play. He did some nice things for you, but now he should be better. Now, all of a sudden, you're starting to build some some defensive line depth. Mm-hmm. There were some young guys.
2: And, and and that's exactly what you need. I think particularly, you know, we know the Browns like to run the football. We know the Ravens like to run the football. You, you In this division, you have to be able to stop the run. And even the Bengals, as pass-heavy as they that's are. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's pretty yeah. dang good. Um, you, you've you got to get that moving in the right direction. I think in, the, in a lot of the same regards that we talked about, the run game last year and last offseason and how it had to improve, it's, it's got to be the same with the run defense. You can't be getting gashed like you were last year.
1: And the other thing about improving the defensive line or getting it back to what it was, um, so much of that then trickled down to the inside
2: linebackers. 100%. And they're
1: getting, they're getting guards firing out and getting on them, and, and people, well, Devin Bush can't get off a block. Well, no kidding. That's not what he's built to do. Yeah. He's built to run sideline to sideline and flow to the football.
2: Doesn't help when 67% of your defensive line isn't yeah. playing. And when
1: every snap he's looking okay, where's wh- which guard is going to come out and get me here? Um, yeah, that makes you a little trigger shy or your gun shy I should say, you know, to to fire to fire yeah, off because you're absolutely. okay. Somebody's going to hit me here and I'm going to, you know, it's so
2: You're not getting that body moving in front you of you. You need to
1: keep them uncovered and let them run yes. to the football. That's yes. the, the bottom line and if you do that, um, then
2: you'll see a better Devin Bush.
1: You know, I believe so. Yeah,
2: maybe he still doesn't ever live up to the top ten and, and the hype that he had coming out of college. But if you can improve that D line, you will see a better Devin Bush.
1: I, I believe that as well because I thought in his second season, the first five games of his second season, I thought he he'd playing pretty well. Agreed. And then all you know, and then before had the, the injury, injury. against yeah. Cleveland, um, and even if you think about how the the play on which that knee injury occurred, it's at the end of the half against Cleveland and he's running down sideline to sideline, yeah, you know, he's, he's making a play on the sideline and gets hurt uh, over there in front of the Brown sideline. Um, you know, that's that speed that, that, that he had, you know, he's, he's running down Kareem hunt over there on the, on the edge uh, and, and got hurt. So uh, I'm interested to see how they approach that um, what they do with them, uh, whether it is signing another veteran guy in free agency. Cause you can get those guys for, Few million bucks, yeah. You know, maybe a, a one-year deal for you know four or five million. Uh, but you, again, just renting, right? You know, do you want to rent or do you want to you know rent to own? And, you know, that's and,
2: and, <laughs> rent to own, and that's you know that's the beauty of all this, and and why we do six hours of live radio here is because you can speculate and do hypothetical with that. But the good news is too another week or two here. The, the plan the blueprint will start to come together as soon as we get to free agency and and see those initial moves ahead of the draft in April.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll start to see the dominoes begin to fall here within, you know, in a week and a half. That's
2: what's exciting about it and that's and, what yeah. that's what the NFL does so well. It never goes away. It's 300, 365 days a year.
1: Yeah, and, and then uh you know, at the end of uh this this month, uh the end of March, you have the uh the league Springs meetings. Yep. We'll hear from Mike Tomlin down there. Uh that's when he addresses the media.
2: Is it in Florida this year?
1: Yes. uh, They're down in in Boca Raton. Um,
2: Nice place to be in March. Yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you'll start to, so you'll you'll be a couple of weeks into free agency. You'll hear from Mike down there and, you know, what he's got, you know, what he feels like they've accomplished thus far to that point in free agency, if anything. I would assume they're somewhat active in that opening couple of weeks and signing some, you know, the interesting thing about this year is that 40% of the league, is going to be an unrestricted free agent. That
2: That's an crazy. average of
1: 20 guys per team. That's crazy. Uh, because so many guys signed one-year deals last year uh, because of the COVID situation. Yep. Nobody wanted to lock up guys long-term yep. cap because was going the down. cap was going down. Yep. So you saw a lot of guys sign these one-year deals. Usually those would have been your prove-it deals. In this case, it was a one-year, this is all I'm going to get deal. You know, And, and so I, I'm, I'm not going to. And a lot of guys didn't want to sign long-term deals last year because, again, the cap was going mm-hmm. down. They knew they knew Bide it was your time a little yeah. bit,
2: and then you can get if more. If I jump
1: back in next year, teams are going to have more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can sign a long-term deal. I'm still, you know, 25, 26 years old. I can still get that good second deal, and you know, get get the you know get the big payout. Um, we'll see if that comes to fruition. There, there's there's yeah, still 11 teams that are over the cap right going into this. So you know, there's some teams that have some. Some uh, stuff. Uh, there's a report today that the Cowboys, who are one of those teams that Ari are aren't going to to retain Amari Cooper again. That adds another good veteran wide receiver to the free agent market.
2: Yeah, it does. And and I think when you mentioned those numbers, like an average of twenty free agents per team, I think you said there's going to be some value out there. Yeah. There's going to be some guys who are going to be asking for bigger money. It's going to get a couple weeks into the process, and and the, and the Amari Coopers will get plucked out, and the J.C. Jacksons the will, stars will get paid. But there's going to be that second wave, That's, that uh, middle yeah. class That's that we talked about that the yeah. Steelers
1: need so desperately. That's usually where they shop at to begin with. Yes. I think they might be a little more active early, but again, maybe with some of those guys that they identify, like, look, he's not going to get a huge. He's not going to get a a sixteen million dollar a year deal, but we'll pay him six. Right. You know.
2: Right. Yeah. And and then you tell him, hey, you come here, you do well, and. Off you go, and maybe there's more of an opportunity for you to cash in next offseason. Yeah,
1: or you get that guy to four-year-old, know, like a Steven Nelson-type deal. Yes. But, you know, make that work that way. Um, he is Wesley Euler. I'm Dale Lally. Yeah, we are live from the NFL Scouting Combine, our Combine coverage presented by First National Bank. Let's get started. Uh, hour one of art in the books. We're going to head into the 1 uh, o'clock hour, and we'll see what we talk about next and who we have on as a guest and all that good stuff. But we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more. With Yeah, with more.